Chapotis and welcome to Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey with another very special remote broadcast, not because so much of the stay at home, which has expired, but because it was easier and more convenient and the best way to get this magnificent program together for a, a really great charity this evening. We are here tonight. Whiskey Business is very pleased to be here tonight on behalf of a charity called A Kid Again which you will be able to donate to. You can see that in the in the link in the description below. Check that out. You're asking yourself why I'm not familiar with A Kid Again. A Kid Again is a local organization right here in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, what it does, it, it, it does things for families caring for a child uh, with life-threatening illnesses to help them feel normal again with shared experiences. Uh, a Kid Again will put together uh, days at the zoo um, days at uh, Zumbezi Bay, Kings Island, hockey games, crew games, just to name a few. And you're saying, uh, none of those things are available right now. But they will be. And the kid again will start doing them again. But in the meantime, they didn't let a quarantine get in the way. They had adventures in a box where parents could get in their cars and they could actually drive through a parade of of jugglers and, and, and DJs and, 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 and mascots from teams, all leading to this uh, adventures in a box, which the parents would pick up and, and share with their kid. Uh, what is the success rate of this organization? Oh my gosh. Uh, if, you, if you look at some of the results, like they're in the 90 percentile as far as changing um, the, the attitude and the demeanor of that family and the joy that those moments bring. I mean, for those of you who are tuning in right now, for those of you with healthy kids, um, and for those of you who remember being a kid, that's the most incredible time in our lives. That's 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 our, our chance of joy and innocence. And for any kid to have that robbed and taken away from them is just, is just a shame. So that's why a kid again is so very, very important to join in with this evening. And I want to thank uh, Sarah Miller, who's on the board of A Kid Again, who actually proposed this to us to ask if Whiskey Business would come on board and try to do our part. And we all unanimously said yes. And to all the people on the board of A Kid Again, thank you for signing off on letting three whiskey sots take care of your charity this evening. So thank you so much. Speaking of said whiskey sots. Let me bring in the crew that I could not do this without. Uh, Greg Hansberry on the audio. So, oh, look, you know, look, I got little Mabel here. She's not a my sot favorite. yet. No, Mabel. <laughs> Can you wave? Mabel, Mabel. Hi, Mabel. How are you? Good, good. good. Yeah, the one thing I haven't ruined yet, you guys. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Well, not yet. Not yet. Not All yet. right. Time. And now I totally expect to see. John Whitney's 21-year-old son sitting on his knee as well. John Whitney, the video producer on this. Oh, yeah, out. that would happen. Yes. <laughs> yes Matching yes. outfits. He loves you to me, too, so it'll be really weird. It's almost like that, my 21-year-old uh, twin. Uh, it's time for Mabel's bedtime. All right, Mabel. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams, baby. Sweet dreams. No, no nightmares of, of, of us three sots. <laughs> 
yes. Thank you, uh, gentlemen, as always, for being a part of things. Tonight, we have a very special show. Um, and tonight, uh, the content will be all about kids from two great comedic performers who we'll meet here in just a moment. Uh, Sarah Bush is with us with her two children. Well, they won't be on the podcast necessarily, but uh, her two-year-old and her three-and-a-half-year-old. And, three and, a half year old. and uh, uh, Sarah's been with us before on the premise and a frequent flyer on Whiskey Business and the premise both, Bobby Dodds, is with us. He has a six- and a seven-year-old at home and a 16-year-old who's no longer uh, at the house. But Bobby, both of them have, I'm sure, many perspectives on children, uh, raising them, having raised them, where they're at now, where they've been. They'll share some moments from their childhoods as well as we will, because tonight, parents, all of you parents listening from a kid again, this show tonight is all about kids, uh, the kids we have now, the kids that we were then, and that's where all the humor is going to be coming from this evening, what we call sit-down, stand-up comedy special, comedy on the rocks, we need the business. Do the welcome, business. Welcome to Whiskey Business. If you're new to Whiskey Business, thank you very much. Please uh, subscribe in your favorite podcasting app, including iHeart, uh, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, we have an archive of like three or four years of, of this fun stuff. Uh, for, yeah, Dino says, likes to say everything from A to Z. We've had an astrophysicist to people that like zoos. I don't know. Uh, but uh, subscribe and uh, rate and review us when you're there because that helps uh, helps our numbers and helps other people find uh, what we're trying to do here in, in the community. Um, if you're watching on Facebook right now, thank you very much. If you're not subscribing, go ahead and, and like us and subscribe. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you. We have a YouTube channel where you can watch all the unedited uh, Whiskey Business podcasts. Uh, hit subscribe there, and you can click on the little bell to get notifications whenever a new Whiskey Business episode uh, drops. Uh, whiskeybusinesspod.com is the website where all of the, the Whiskey Business uh, nonsense uh, gathers. Um, uh, you can just find uh, our short videos, Dino's uh, blogs, uh, what else? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, I think this today, this episode we're on Disney Plus. Uh, I think, I think uh, they made a special. They made a special. Yeah, yeah. We're bumping the the uh, the Mandalorian. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I saw our icon right next to the Mandalorian on the menu. So that's awesome. So Disney Plus. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I mentioned our very special guest, Sarah Sarah Bush, Bobby Dodds. And uh, bartender extraordinary uh, Jesse Hubbard will be joining us to make a very special cocktail for you parents tonight. The recipe has been put out there. Maybe some of you got aggressive and went ahead and got the ingredients. I know Hansberry and Whitney did. They'll be making the cocktail along with Jesse. Uh, we are here tonight for a very special reason. The charity, the local charity, is called A Kid Again, which helps families that are caring for a child with life-threatening illnesses, making them feel normal again with uh, shared family experiences. Uh, you know what? I could tell you about it, but whenever you can show it, it's so much better. Johnny, let her rip. Melody was past her due date, which seemed to be a normal thing. The doctors told us not to worry too much. They told us everything looked good. Everything was perfect with my pregnancy. We had no issues, no nothing. And then when she was born, she was a perfect little girl. And we took her home. She was just fine. She was eating a lot. And then the day after Christmas, my wife got a call from our pediatrician about um, newborn screening coming back. Her pediatrician called and said that Melody had cystic fibrosis. I didn't even know what it was. I just remember calling Dustin 
and telling him, you have to come home. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what this means. Looking at her, you would never know. She's beautiful. You would never know what she does every single day, what we do every day. She's almost three years old and she does about an hour and a half of treatments a day and on top of other medicines that she does. This is disease that's very serious. I'm just so grateful that we're in this time period right now where she has the ability to have treatments and medications like this to save her life and prolong it as long as it can. When I first heard about a kid again, I remember just reading to Dustin and looking at the website and telling him, like, look at what they do for Melody, for us, just to make us happy and have us feel connected. This organization is able to give us those days where it's nice to have a break. Um, it's nice to see Melody have so happy. It's good to just see her be a kid, like a, you know, a normal kid that just gets to go and play at a water park for a day. We're really organized people, so we know how important that is to us. And to be able to see that applied into how a kid again structures these events is really nice. To be able to have a full day completely set aside with absolutely every detail organized by a kid again the way that we, we would need it to be. It's nice to be around people that, you know, work as hard as Melody. All these kids, they're they're amazing. It is something that we look forward to when we're doing Melody's treatments and she's going through this. It's something that we can, you know, tell her and remind ourselves that we have these events with the kid again coming up and it's something that we look forward to. It means so much to us and it means a lot to Melody. She might not be able to vocalize it yet, but she will someday. And that's what you're here for tonight. A, a kid again. Um, that was some Pretty amazing video. $35, they said at the other, no donation is too small, but but $35 allows uh, one kid to attend an adventure. $130 allows for the whole family. No donation too small, but all those monies, and you can see the link in the description below if you feel like donating. Uh, thank you. We'll, have, we'll share some more video a little bit later on in the program, but um, uh, as as compelling and, and amazing as that video is, we're going to try to back it up with some amazing guests tonight. So without further ado, let's bring in this magnificent trio of performers. And I say performers because Jesse Hubbard is quite the performer behind the bar. The amazing Bobby Dodds, everybody. Well, and yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. And amazing Sarah Moosh, who joins us this evening as well. Thank you, all three of you, for being here remotely. Um, why I would love to be doing this live with all of you. This is the next best thing to it. So um, before we get to talking with Bobby and Sarah, and Bobby and Sarah, why don't you guys include it on this part too? Because I don't know if you've ever seen Jesse Hubbard at work. Do you know Jesse? Jesse, Jesse, his his accolades are numerous, uh, but he is one of the best, if not the best, bartender in the city of Columbus. Dare I say, in the United States of America, he can sling him. He can sling him. I'm honored. He can he can sling it. And Jesse, in the northern hemisphere, in the northern hemisphere, in the continental United States of America. Let's just call it Earth, guys. Let's call it Earth. You know, Bart. Bartending gives me anxiety and it also soothes me at the same time. So this is like a nice little mix of emotions for me. <laughs> but Jesse has the tonic that ails you. And Jesse, who actually 
normally broadcasts his own thing on Wednesday nights, bypassed it to join us this evening. So thank you, sir, for your generosity and your time. I appreciate it. And you came up with a very special drink for the parents this evening who are tuning in and everybody else for that matter. So let's just, uh, without further ado, I know that there's rye whiskey in it. And and uh, I, 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 yes, there is rye whiskey in it. And I won't show you what the guest bottle is. I won't show you what the guest bottle is over here on this end until you do that, because uh, it, it will. Uh, Johnny's drinking a little redemption. Hansberry's got all the ingredients to make the cocktail with you. Um, I'll share my bottle it. a little bit later because I don't want to trump the the Woodford Reserve Rye that's part of this wonderful recipe. Jesse, thank you for being here. Let's get to it, shall we? What are you going to make for us this evening? Absolutely. Thanks so much for, uh, for having me here. I'm super excited to be a part of this today. Uh, some of you may have seen the ingredients ahead of time, uh, but for those of you that maybe didn't get a chance to, we're going to go through those step by step. Um, it's a cocktail that I think encompasses summertime perfectly. Um, when I think of summertime, I think uh, personally watermelon. I love watermelon, and you can never have enough watermelon in your cocktails. So uh, we're going to start with Woodford Rye, as Dino alluded to. I chose... Uh, Rye in particular because the spice shines through a little bit, the sweetness oh, yeah. in the tartness, right? Yeah. I, I just like Woodford. I, I happen to have this bottle at the house when I was playing around with it. But you can use any rye that you want, guys. Um, you know, I like rye with it, so I would recommend rye. <laughs> I have the rye part right here. Yeah, I yeah. Beautiful. I didn't so, say what it was yet. Go ahead. <laughs> See, I feel cool. I got that Simply stuff right there. Just that uh, Simply uh, Watermelon from Whole Foods. Yeah, so I got I have some of that. The uh, it's like the simply uh, watermelon, and also you can do fresh watermelon juice. I whatever works for you. Sorry, I'm um, jumping the gun. Go ahead, go ahead. No, finish, no worries. So I know that not everybody at home may have the tools um, that we have at a bar. You can use a measuring cup. It's got the ounces on it. I'm going to use what's called a jigger, and it's a measuring tool that we use at every bar. Uh, it's going to be two ounces on one side uh, and one ounce on the other. So we're going to do two ounces of the rye, uh, Woodford rye. I'm going to put that right in there. And this is a I like the fact that it's two ounces, not one and a half. Two, two ounces, baby. Go big or go home. We don't. We're not here to mess around today. I can't uh, measure one and a half ounces. Exactly. Round and up. This is where my anxiety sets in. Okay, yeah. truth be told, just pour the bottle. It's all good. <laughs> just, <laughs> I'll just put a straw rye, in the whiskey. A little bit of watermelon juice. It, you know, the ratios are irrelevant, especially after a couple. It's all good. <laughs> All That's right. Dino's so, type of measuring. There you yeah. go. So we've <laughs> got um, four ounces of the watermelon juice. And we're going to do a simple syrup. Uh, it's just sugar and water. This is a rich, simple syrup, two to one ratio. So, you know, um, I did two cups to one cup sugar to water. I like it a little bit thicker because we're going to put some jalapenos in here next. The watermelon juice, while oh. sweet, what? the watermelon juice isn't quite sweet enough. So we're going to use a half an ounce of this. Oh, half an ounce. <laughs> it's another half. <laughs> Just make it a double, half. Sarah. Make a double, Sarah. <laughs> All right. Bobby, are you following? Bobby Dodds, are you following along with this recipe? I'm taking notes, sir. I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> he's, been, he's been quiet. He, I mean, yeah. yeah. Chime in I'm learning. It's pretty simple. I pre cut some uh, jalapeno slices, and I'm going to put four of those in there. Then we're going to muddle I these. like this. I chose four jalapeno slices because after a little bit of trial and error, um, it found that, that was the right amount of spice to come through. Three wasn't quite enough. Five was too hot. Do it to your liking. If you guys want to kick it up a notch, go five, six, seven. You know, uh, it's up to you. 
the beauty of this drink is you can also do it without jalapenos. You can do it without the whiskey if you want to just make a fun, you know, uh, non-alcoholic. Don't you alcoholic. ever, ever say that again. Shame on you. Shame on you, Jesse Hubbard. That's blasphemy. It's a family program. So you want to muddle it with one of these. You don't have a muddler. You should use the end of a wooden spoon. You can use anything oh. you got around the house. Got that, sir. So, I, I'm I'm literally taking notes as, as Bobby is too. Yeah, the wooden spoon, a sharp stick, perhaps a, a mallet stump. of some sort. Yeah, I'm just gonna yeah. stomp on it outside Man. and then. <laughs> 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 All right, so muddle in. We're gonna ice mm -hmm. it up really good here. Now, when you muddle the jalapenos, you don't want to crush it. You just want to open it up and get the flavor in there. Um, I that. <laughs> So shake it. Not everybody has the mixing tins. You know, you can just you use a mason jar. Tap it and it works just fine. There you go, guys. There you I go. feel like John and Greg are just bragging now that they have all the tools. Yeah, yeah. they're very. Yeah. Oh, they're very. Uh, Sarah, you have no idea how I'm looking, they are with themselves. I'm looking for stuff I can mine. Like maybe I'll be part of the group. Like, do I have any cups? Do I got any cups to run here? <laughs> You have no idea, Sarah, how proud of themselves they are. <laughs> Special trips during the pandemic. Like the cocktail, if you want it spicy, just strain it through one time, and you can get the seeds in the drink. Or you can use another strainer, a mesh strainer, to filter out any of the seeds, so you're not going to have to worry about too much of the heat coming through. Are you, hey Jesse, is that going on the rocks, or what's in there? Just a straight glass? What are you doing there? You can do whatever you want. I'm going to put it on one large cube. I like that because it's a sipper. Um, yeah. You can put it over. Uh, you can put it over crushed ice if you like. That would also be nice. Oh, I would recommend yummy. putting it over some form of ice. And and garnish with a little jalapeno slice. And we got ourselves sweet summertime. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, 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 everybody. Did I ever do the? Did I ever do the garnish? Water. You may have overdone the garden. <laughs> Just a tad. Uh, Jesse, I was afraid that those jalapenos would overpower the sweetness, but it's it's just right. Yeah, thanks. It's I, just uh, right. That, that was what I really wanted to kind of pinpoint was you get the heat, but it's a nice balance. I mean, that's the key to any cocktail is having a good balance. So, that, so you use the rye because it has the spice a little bit that goes with the jalapeno. The sugar kicks it up, cut it, cuts into that a little bit, and then watermelon juice now if you use store-bought watermelon juice it's gonna be a little sweeter but the beauty of something like this is this is my recipe this is what i thought was good but like i said you can always adjust it you want it sweeter you want it hotter whatever you want to go four ounces of rye you can do that I, yeah see four 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 even ounces. numbers even, even numbers. numbers yeah <laughs> easier that way isn't it what my brain needs so like so three good. Sevenths simple syrup yeah One bar spoon of help no i'm just kidding okay um, <laughs> And now I will share the guest bottle for this evening. And Jesse, you're gonna, you're gonna. I don't know if you'll be envious or whatever. I will share this with all of you at some point. But it was in the back. I, I, I like to forget that I have this bottle because um, it is a it is a bottle of Thomas Handy oh. Sazerac straight. Rye, whiskey, okay. barrel proof. Jesse, you know that this is a very expensive That's bottle. That's special. A uh, special bottle. bottle. Um, 
I cannot tell you that I bought this bottle. It was generously given to me as a gift by my brother-in-law, but I can tell you that it retails. Well, I don't think this is the 2018, but the, uh, but it retails for about four hundred and seventy-five dollars. Wow, you are really bragging right now. Yeah, right. When he bought it, I, this, I, don't I, think I got this. I got this cup full of purified water. Um, <laughs> what that set you back, Bobby? I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure the ice is unfiltered. Um, uh, it's great. It's absolutely lovely. Reach for about <laughs> for about a dollar seventy five. It's delicious. <laughs> I'm just saying that I drink it sparingly, and it's not worth that right now. The bottle's open, so the value is gone. It's yeah. done. The it's value's open. like two fifty. So, yeah. yeah. As I've told Jesse and and the boys as well, you know, everything in this house gets opened up and and consumed at some point, no matter how rare or valuable it may be. But that is a beautiful bottle, and uh, you mentioned spice in that one with the jalapenos. This uh, alone uh, has got a, a beautiful sense of spice to it. Um, and Thomas Handy, uh, and Jesse, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was Thomas Handy who actually changed the, the recipe of the Sazerac cocktail back in 1873 when he was in New Orleans. He... Uh, he decided to, to to change it from there was some French brandy, and he decided to go with American rye whiskey uh, to make the Sazerac cocktail. And prior to that, the Sazerac cocktail was made with with French brandy, and he decided to go this route, and and history was made. Is that correct or incorrect, or or don't you know? You are, you are correct, sir. You're certainly not wrong. Thanks for having us all here so you can like show off your whiskey selection. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was a gift. It was a gift. I'm sharing. Just, thanks gift. for coming, everybody. I'm just not, my I'm just not sharing it <laughs> literally with all of you. Since you're all here, I'll tell you about the time I took Sharon Becker to prime, too. It was great. <laughs> 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 uh, somebody in the comments mentioned uh, where is the link is the link actually showing up to donate I want to remind people again that we are here for a very special reason tonight a kid again which uh, uh, takes care of families that are caring for a child with, with life threatening illnesses by giving them uh, a return to normalcy by having these great events, taking them to the zoo uh, to crew games to, to, to hockey games and, and, and making a special day, $35 for a kid, 130 for a family. Uh, there's a, a kidagain.org, and then click the give icon as well. Uh, check that out, and, and if you can make a donation tonight, uh, we're doing it during the process of the big give and taking advantage of their $1.5 million to amplify these donations for um, nonprofit organizations. So yeah, thank the, you. The link is in the uh, the description uh both on Facebook and on YouTube. So if you and just go right there. the comments uh, section right there too. Yep. So and then the comment section as well. Uh, yeah, Cassie is uh, putting that out there. So check out the comment section as well. So thank you everybody who's uh, decided to make a donation this evening. And before this night is all finished, hopefully more of you will. As I mentioned before tonight, Jesse, by all means, please hang out. I know you don't have kids, but you got two dogs that you consider to be kids at your house. <laughs> Right, yeah, I've met them. They're they're wonderful children. Yes, they're they are. wonderful children. I've met your dogs. They're beautiful children. But Bobby and Sarah, you two have children, and um, 
you know, on, on any given day of the week, month, or year, it would be difficult to raise a child. But especially lately and everything that's been so in crazy in 2020, I would imagine that the task becomes even more so. So uh, let's just start right off the bat and then and, and tell me, how have you two been with your children in the last three months with everything going on? Sarah, you can go first if you want. I mean, I think I said this before, but to say that I want to run myself over with a tractor would be an understatement. <laughs> but um, it's, it's just, it's so intense. And then uh, I, I've been having, Bobby, I don't know about you, but I've been having a lot of parent guilt because they're only like, they're only little for so long. So I really want to enjoy that. But sometimes I just need them to shut the fuck up. <laughs> five minutes. Right. Let me have five minutes of silence. Hey. In my head, you know? And, that, uh, is a, that is a parent. <laughs> and they are, uh, you have a two, a two year old and a three and a half year old. Now, mm -hmm. uh, are they, are they both, um, Two-year-old, two-year-olds sometimes are speaking, and which, and sometimes the second child waits a while longer to speak because the first child's doing all the talking. So, are they both? Are they both speaking and coming at you with they with are, whatever? Yes, they're both speaking and coming at me, and now they've started to gang up against me. <laughs> and I, I'm terrified. Sometimes I feel like I'm in a horror movie where I'm like, they're looking at me. I can feel something's in my presence, and then I turn around and they're there. My son likes to um, come into our bedroom when he wakes up in the morning, and sometimes he'll just stand in the doorway, mm. and then I'll wake up, and I'm like, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I also found out our house is haunted, so, you know, oh, I'll those trade off. No, it's not. That was a bad joke. It didn't work. Okay. Well, maybe not. So let's give uh, Bobby, give Sarah a glimpse into her future, because at <laughs> home, you have, you have a six and a seven-year-old, right? Yeah, I got a six and seven year old. It's interesting, it's interesting that you both got very busy quickly. You know, yeah. two and two and a three and a half, six and a seven. This is like well, see, everybody lied to me. Everybody was like, just have the kids, man. You'll make you'll make room. It'll be fine. I'm worried about hey man, I don't think I can afford. Oh, you'll make you'll make the money. It'll be fine. So I have mine super early. So hopefully later, you know, I can enjoy my my fifties and stuff and they'll be on their own doing their own thing. God forbid I'm still raising kids when I'm 60 and 70. That'd be horrible. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be absolutely dreadful. Absolutely. So what, just, what can Sarah look forward to at, at ages six and seven? What what, what kind of glimpse of the future can, oh. you, can you give her? Oh, you're going to be raising professional human beings. They're going to know everything. All that. <laughs> Our age, here's the thing. We had to wait till we were teenagers to say we knew everything. Not these kids. These kids got okay. the internet. They know everything. They're gonna be they're gonna be correcting you by the time they're six and seven. No lie, they're gonna be straight yeah. correcting you. Yeah, and 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 telling the truth too, and being real, and and just and and being right. And you're like, you know what? I had no idea, and I apologize. To so really, I mean, they actually get to a, a point where where they call you out on something, and they're right, and you as a parent have to say, oh, you know what? As a as a parent, you yeah, you ever lie to your kids? Like I'm a like, can <laughs> oh, I have God. this? Can I have it? Yeah, I'll give it to you later. I'll give it to you. 
At about six or seven, they start remembering later. Hold on, man. You said <laughs> you said yesterday. Later, now, damn it! Don't be later. Baby. Yeah, you right. Yeah, and you gotta learn. You gotta learn to keep it real with them. If they right, they right. You gotta swallow your pride. You was right. My bad. There go your yeah. skittles, man. The other thing, I, when they get that age, Bobby, you, you probably know about this. Like, they start embarrassing you. Like when they're little, you dress them up in cute outfits. But man, they start calling you out. My uh, my son is seven, and mm -hmm. this is uh, this is the time. Uh, this in first grade, they're able to go to get library books for the first time. So he comes home with this library book. It's a, a, a about these knights in a haunted castle, and it's the book is called Boogie Knights. Uh, oh, so they get boogie nights and we read it at bedtime well a week later i get an email from the librarian that boogie nights has not been returned to the saint andrew library uh -huh. so i have to send an email to the teacher asking if she's seen boogie nights <laughs> she says no why don't you ask some of the parents if they got it in their by home uh, you know in their book bags and taking it home by mistake so i have to ask all the parents by the way do you, any of you guys have a copy of my kids' Boogie Nights at home with you? Wait, I feel like this is a good way to vet people out to be like, is this a parent that I would like to talk to? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because there are some parents where you're like, I can't fucking talk to this person. And now my child wants to play with their child, and that's fine. But I refuse to have a relationship with this person. So I feel like maybe that's a good I way to like get out. Nice oh, I can have a conversation oh, with yeah. this human. He lets us read, read uh, X-rated movie books. I like this. I was going to say, I was, I'm, I'm so thrilled. Big Burt Reynolds that, fan. That Boogie Nights was not a childlike version of the porn industry. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> in a haunted castle. I was bummed. Greg, it's hard to recover sometimes with rumors like that, man, because we, we had a video shoot. We had a video shoot at my house when I first moved into the neighborhood 20 years ago or whatever. And it was for greeting cards for adults. And there happened to be like ladies around. And they thought we were shooting a porn in our house. <laughs> All my neighbors thought I was a pornographer. It was the worst. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> I, I, I leaned into that shit. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's the worst. 20 yes. years in the game. That's Sean Whitney. He's in the porn industry. He's a director. <laughs> He's from the valley. He's from the valley. City Valley. All right, let me let me attack let me uh, attack your memories here for a second, uh, because kids have this this wonderful way because they're so pure of thought and uh, have no filter. As we as we know, I still remember that. What's uh, what's one of the funniest things your kids have said here as of recently that just made you just sit back and and, and made you just just laugh out loud? And something that they said or did that was just pure child. Uh, well, ever since the virus popped off, um, I don't know if you heard that little like they remixed the song the uh, Cardi B coronavirus is getting real. <laughs> yeah. Man, no matter what's going on, if if it comes up, my youngest will say that. Like we'll be, like we'll be, we'll be out doing something. Like we'll be out together at the store or something. And she's like, when the oldest will be like, "Daddy, can we go to the park?" And I'm like, "Baby, you know the park is closed down. We can't go to the park." And then a little while out of nowhere, we go, "Cause the coronavirus is getting the world." <laughs> so she'll say it loud as hell. And uh, that, that's one thing now that she'll just do at random, like 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 uh, like it's normal. And I love it. It's funny. Sarah, I think 
with the, um, with the kids uh, today. My, uh, both of my children have become obsessed with Ghostbusters, which is one of my favorite movies. So it's been great for me. But my son, um, we were watching Ghostbusters 2 the other day. And there's uh, a scene where uh, they're all in the court the courtroom they're about to get charged and these ghosts pop up and the ghostbusters have to put on their proton packs and save everybody and they do like a little song when they turn their things on they go do ray egon and then my son said said it in unison with them and it just made me laugh but he said egon and i felt proud and, uh, i was like oh i'm doing something right i'm doing something yeah. right. my son also came up to me i was telling him to put his shoes away or something and he came up to me and he goes hey please stop talking <laughs> okay and it was i was caught so off guard that i had to like hide my face and then my husband was like don't you talk to your mother like but it was really funny I was like, I get it. Because sometimes sometimes they have the ability to just channel an adult moment when they say something like that. Please, just please stop talking. Um, um my uh my my cousin Maria related a story to me with with, with her uh daughter who was in uh in uh preschool and they were on on the playground. This is before all, all the virus stuff had hit, but the, the teacher had put her uh, on the playground on something that was going uh, a little too fast, for, apparently for my, my cousin's daughter. And um, when, when the teacher, <laughs> when the teacher pulled, pulled the kid out of the, the ride, <laughs> the, <laughs> my cousin's daughter just looked at her and said, what the fuck, Mrs. Reynolds? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Why is it when you get to curse, it's like you 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 don't want to laugh because you don't want to encourage them, but there's nothing funnier. It's pretty damn it, good. Yeah. But it, it, they use it so perfectly. Like for a, kid, so for a kid right. to look at it an adult and say, what the fuck? That is so perfect. New <laughs> content. With all disrespect, with all due respect, what the fuck? Mrs. Reynolds. Yeah, you what know, the fuck? <laughs> she was very polite. Okay. Yeah. She had her manners. Mrs. Reynolds. Like, Wait, Mrs. Reynolds. This is some bullshit. What the fuck? <laughs> Let me ask you that, uh, Sarah and and uh, and Bobby. Are you raising your kids differently oh than you were raised by your parents, or are there times where? Man, I never thought I'd be like my parents and say this or do this, but here I go. Mm -hmm. Anyone uh, want to reach first? Am I raised? I would say I'm raising mine different, only because my, you know, I grew up, you know, in Toledo in the, in the 80s and 90s, and it was rough. And so, you know, my mom didn't have a lot of patience, and uh, so I, I'm raising my kids much differently. They get. My kids got a lot more um, opinions. They got a lot more, a lot more lip. You know what I mean? I give them, I give them a little leeway to, to so kind of have but, back and forth. But you, you allow them to have a little bit more lip because when we were growing up, you know, lip was not in the equation. No, you know, nah, no, lip not at all. No, no, <laughs> stick, stick, and whip was yeah. more in the equation than lip. Yeah. Uh, I remember correctly. So, so you actually but give your children. Being, as long as they're not being disrespectful, like, um, like I try to allow them to have 
they're like, like we're eating this. This is what we're eating this for dinner. Well, I don't want that. Well, that's what we're eating. I'm sorry. You ain't, you can have nothing or you, you can eat this, eat this or starve, which one you want to do. And then she's like, well, can I have this? When I was a kid, it wasn't, can I have this? This is nope. dinner and that's it. But mm -hmm. now, you know, I, don't, I really don't care. When I was a kid, I kind of felt like my mama took stuff personally. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you tripping over? You know what I mean? So I try to, I try to not be so much on them about that. Try to let them have a little room to be individuals and not just beat them over the head all the time with what I think is right, you know? And do you ever think that that's going to come back? And uh... Oh, I'm sure I'm doing a terrible job. I'm sure I'm raising them wrong. I'm sure it's wrong. I'm sure everything I'm doing is just completely wrong. They're going to be mass murderers and serial killers. I know they are. I know they are. <laughs> Sarah, you heaved a heavy sigh when I when I brought up that that particular topic. So with the I so I why so I I don't know. I feel like you're just always trying to do the right thing. I feel like more so as an adult, you're like I'm going down the right path. I know stuff, and then you get smacked upside the head, and you're like, oh, I don't know anything. I I know more than my children, which is good, but um. I don't know. My parents were very pretty chill um, and very, I feel like they were always pretty respectful and I never felt like I couldn't ask them questions about anything. Not that I asked oh, them wow. questions about everything, but they were pretty, and they're conservative, which I think is a weird, so weird, um, uh, I don't know if that's always the case, but am I judging? I don't know. But my fear is that I'm going to raise like an Alex P. Keaton that's like obsessed with Ronald Reagan. And then I'm going to be like, I can't talk to you. You're going to have to leave the house. Come back in. Mm -hmm. I don't Going know. Back, that's always my fear. Like, are they going to be in cults? Yeah. yeah. Are they going to be in a cult? Are they going like, to be in a cult? Please go. Right. What am I going to do? I'm just going to have to like, you know, raise hell with somebody. Yeah. When you, when you, when you look back on 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 your childhoods, are there any things that that come to mind that you did that made your parents crazy? Yeah. There. What's that? I I was a I was a pretty good kid. I was really, really? like uh, yeah. I wasn't. I would say the only <clears throat> thing that would get me in trouble was my sassiness. I was always very sassy and had a smart mouth. Um, but I knew when to check it for the most part, but I was pretty, my brother was the one always getting in trouble. So I learned from all of his mistakes to not yeah. do that. So he and, was the older, um, bro older brother. Yeah. Older brother? He is three and a half years older than I am. That's, okay. that's, that's about the same difference between my sister and myself. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, yeah, but my sister, my sister always refers to me in respects to my mother. Cause my mom was a, was a single mom, uh, raising kids in the in the 70s and and my sister always refers to me as the prince you know the prince can do no wrong you know uh, my sister and my mother have hardly ever been separated over the entire course of their lives they've moved from state to state and my mother's always been my sister's always been in my mother's shadow i pulled away from it but whenever the prince comes home to rest you know that the, and, and that and that couldn't be further from the truth. To be perfectly honest with you, but once again, it's all perception. Yeah. And I don't Probably. know if my sister learned from my mistakes because I made a shitload of them. 
and still continue to do so. But um, I was going to say, uh, you did make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. You yeah, that $400 bottle of alcohol. <laughs> but, uh, but do you recall certain things? I, I, I don't know why this question popped up in my head. At any point in the course of your childhoods, did you ever say to your parents, threaten uh, as, as smaller children to run away? Did you ever say, I'm out of here. I'm going to run away from home. I never threatened. I, I was always up here, but I never said it out loud because I'd be I'd be afraid. My mom be like, "Go ahead, leave." Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, think, you think you're doing me a favor by being here? Get that little scrawny ass. You ain't bringing in no money. Get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. Nah, my mom was a gangster. My mom wasn't no there wasn't no soft shit with her. <laughs> she was a gang member, so and I talked to her every day. I talked to her about it to this day. I said, Mama, why were you so hard on us? She got she got four kids, three of them boys, and uh, the youngest is a girl, and we all spread apart as far as years. Like, it's a six-year difference between me and my little brother and my big brother, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And her excuse was, I was raising boys. I had to be tough on y'all. I was raising boys. And uh, I get it, but, you know, hug me sometimes, you know what I mean? <laughs> Hug me sometimes, really. I'm, I'm exaggerating. I'm exaggerating. I'm exaggerating. In all humor, there is truth. So you yeah. tell me, Bobby Taz, that you could have used a few more hugs when you were growing up. No, my mom. My mom was. She was. She was real, real affectionate, real loving. Um, uh, but my pops wasn't. But I didn't live with him. He wasn't. He wasn't around all like that. But right. my mom was real. Even to this day, she she still baby voices me and shit like that. You know. So my mom was real affectionate. Um, she was just occupied. Like it was, it was, yeah. it was a war on drugs. She had four kids. Sister. She had four kids and she yeah. was running the streets. You know what I mean? So she was doing her thing. You know what I mean? So she really couldn't be bothered. But she was, she was cool. She was all right. Yeah. So you never. So in your head, you said I'm gonna run away, but you never did. And Sarah, you never, it never crossed your mind to. I never had any, any too lazy. Too lazy too to follow through with running away. I would think about it in my brain like Bobby, and then I'd be like, oh, I do that. I have to do all this other stuff. So I would just like live um vicariously through like full house or family matters when somebody would run away. I was like, yeah, there's a lot of running away full house episodes. Different yes. different different time frames. I'm I'm older than way older than both of you. So when I was six six years old or seven years old, I actually thought about, I actually said I was going to run away. And even at six and seven years of age, I had a very cinematic idea of what running away would be. I actually, God, this is, I hate to admit this. I actually, went, I actually got a stick. <laughs> you did not. I did. I actually got a stick from the backyard and found like a pillowcase. or and a, a, Oh, my God. Like a little hobo. Headed to the train track. Put my like, shit up. Spanky. He's like Spanky going down. Like a little eight-year-old homo. Spanky. I wrapped that shit. I think I, think I actually chose a, 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 a single bed fitted sheet because even then, like, well, this is a fitted sheet. I can actually fold this in and tie it to the stick. And I actually tied it to pack my shit, put it on a stick, and the night that I chose to leave home – was uh, much like uh, tonight in central Ohio, there was uh, tornado warnings. This is in the suburbs of Chicago. There were tornado warnings. And I remember uh, looking out the window and seeing the tree in the front yard being 
bent over on its side from the severe winds and and everything was like okay to, well maybe i'm not picking the best night uh, but tomorrow tomorrow this yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. sheep is i'm done i'm out of here yeah. <laughs> i'll find then, that stick again right then, <laughs> i used to try to run away on bullshit what do you mean i can't go to the park i ran away you know what i'm saying it was never nothing serious it was some bullshit from dumb no, shit. Man, I I got my stick and my sheet, and I was gone. <laughs> a a sandwich and a handkerchief. I'd be a different man today for that tornado. <laughs> I I have a crazy story that I think of time to time from my childhood. Um, but it's not it's not crazy. It's just like a kid being a kid. My parents were very into like going to antique stores, which bored the shit out of me. And um, my parents had this like little. It was like a porcelain bowl. And when I, I asked them, I was like, what's that for? And my mom did bought it. You know, we had it at our house. And my mom was like, well, you know, back in the olden days, this was actually like a bat. Like, this is what you would use the bathroom in. And I was like, oh, but they would keep like magazines and newspapers in it. My, we had one bathroom in my house growing up and my mom had just mopped the floor and she was always like, if I mop the floor, don't run into it until it's dry. And I, it takes like, what, 15 minutes to dry? That as a kid, 15 minutes is like three hours. And I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. So I went downstairs to my dad's office where the bowl was. I took, <laughs> it was like our back porch. I took it out and I peed in it. Yes, I peed in the bowl, <laughs> which I feel like was me retaining history, historical knowledge yeah, from my parents. Yeah. I was like, I learned a lesson. An and then my mom was like, yeah, exactly. And I guess I just left it there. She was like, what'd you do? I said it was to use it to pee in, and I had to pee. Somebody yeah. will discover it later. Right. <laughs> I, I find that to be a, a beautiful story about your childhood. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in the book. Anything that's uh, speaking of books, yeah. Speaking of books, it was actually one of my questions. So that's a that's a un, uh, a very unintentional segue, Sarah Bush. Is there any books that you remember from your childhood that you actually share with your children now? Something that was fond and reminiscent of your childhood that 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 still exists today that you have carried on and and have shared with the kids over the years, or anything from your child from the fact that you had that is still around today. Not necessarily a book or anything for them. It could be a game. Could be a book, a whatever the case might be. Oh my gosh. Um, <clears throat> the first thing I introduced to my kid that I loved as a kid myself was Go Dog Go. I don't know if you remember that book. Yeah, it's not a doctor. We have yeah, it. That's, yeah, that, was, that's it, where, man. As a kid, that was one of my favorite books. And I was walking through Walmart. It was, a, it was a fake Dr. Seuss book. It made yeah, the it wasn't, you yeah. Seuss book. Yeah, well, it wasn't, it wasn't. yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Say it again, Sarah. Who was it? I think it was P.D. Easton or something, something like yes. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We used to listen to it like when we were learning to read in first grade. We listened to that on tape, and I can remember yeah. every time I see that book, like listening to it. Yeah, it cool. me too. I used to love that book, and I like the um, for whatever reason the illustration reminds me of though back then too. You know what I'm saying? It takes me back. But now okay. I got my kids turned on the video games. Like they love video games. They that because I love video games growing up. Um, so yeah, that's probably, that's probably what I've introduced them to. And again, just more ruining of lives I'm doing over here. Just video games and just letting them have opinions and shit. It's crazy what I'm doing over no, here. No, no, man. You don't know that. <laughs> they're going to college for esports, man. They'll, they'll, they'll be set. 
They'll be all You're right. right. They got college sports for esports now. It's crazy, ain't it? Yeah. Ridiculous. Go dog go, man. Yeah, that I mean and, and, and to tell you how old that book is, go dog go. I remember when I was oh, a kid. You that, almost that, ran away with it. <laughs> was, that, was that in the hobo sack? Was that in the hobo sack? I got go dog go later. No, this is how old I am. I remember when go dog go Willie. I remember when go dog go was a new release. <laughs> that's, that's how old I am. Sarah, do you recall anything from your childhood that maybe you're still sharing with your kids today from anything or 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 was nothing actually I, s- besides the bowl you peed in? <laughs> I know. I can't wait to share that with them. Um no, I said it before, but Ghostbusters. My brother and I watched Ghostbusters all the time. He um loved the cartoon and he was like, you know, he was like my older brother, so I loved everything that he did. And it's funny because my so when my son really got into Ghostbusters, we were, you know, talking to Uncle Thomas and he goes, you know, I still have all my toys. So my parents had the toys at their house and they brought it over so my kids could play with it. So my kids are like playing with his toys from the eighties and my son loves it. And my husband, I can't Ghostbusters. I love, but like for a child, a lot, it's a lot of talking and like dry Bill Murray humor. So the yeah, fact that right. they just sit there like glued to it and love it, mm. it just, it's so funny. Like how, how that like captures kids and they know the song and they're running around with my brother's like plastic proton pack. And that's the scene in the library the is scary. With the library scene? It's terrifying. Yeah. And the dogs, yeah, they love it. They love the yeah. time. And as they oh, get older, as six and seven turns to, uh, you know, nine and 11 and, and eight and 12, are there, are there, do you have plans? Do you, do you know, like when, and when your two and three year old get to be five and six, are you, are there things that you're thinking about? Like, I can't wait to introduce them to this. Or are you just literally taking it day by freaking day? I can't wait to show them Breaking Bad one day. <laughs> Here's a story about a man making meth children. Enjoy. <laughs> He's a teacher. It's okay. Bobby, is there anything you say like they ain't ready yet? But when they are, I'm gonna show this. I can't I can't think of nothing. Something I'd want to show them. The only thing I'd probably think of that I want them to see. Uh, well, probably like some old hood classics like Friday or Boys in the Hood <laughs> or something like that. You know what I'm saying? And some how do you think they'll react to that? How do you think huh? they'll react to that? How do you think they'll react to that? It'd be terrifying. They live, they live this, uh, this, this old white picket fence life and everything. I'm from the streets, Dino. I'm from the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Boys in the Hood or Friday would terrify they had last. Be crying and shit. Friday, Friday, Friday. Sorry. There you go. And there's gonna be like time when you're like want to show them, and then your like wife's gonna come down in the middle of watching it. Oh, you're showing them. This? You know, they're like nine, just a little too early. Oh man, I, my um my uh my 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 the youngest one gets me in trouble. I like listening to Lil Wayne, the mute, the the rapper, and right, he cusses right. a lot. So my wife don't like me listening to it around the kids, and uh and I was I was singing this song. And I was singing a song. You know how you're singing a song you don't really recognize as you singing right. the song? Well, it's one 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 of his songs, and the chorus goes, you cannot break down. It goes, you cannot break down what can't be broken. From upstairs, my little daughter yells out, G-Code! That was, <laughs> that was <the> right. 
Because that's what he said in the song next. And my wife just looked right at me. I was like, oh, shit. Busted. Yeah, busted. So absolutely, I got to watch myself. I want to share a couple of things. Uh, a lot of people are, are are tuning in tonight. Scott D. Morris, I think it's his first time tuning in, and he he apparently is making the drink. Jesse, he says, "Oh dang, this he drink wants is." Wants to share the Hobbit. Yeah, he wants. He, <laughs> he loves the drink. Uh, we are here tonight for a kid again, a magnificent local charity right here in Columbus, Ohio, which helps families who are caring for a child. Um, who has a, a life-threatening illness that does not that has some of these great moments that we've been sharing tonight actually uh, taken away from them over the course of their childhood because they're sick and they're and they're battling an illness. So a kid again gives that kid and their families a chance to have a, a day of normalcy with an event that uh, uh, I, I've read some of their their research the uh, the positive effects of these days is amazing. It's in the 90 percentile, how it changes the, the demeanor of the family and the kid involved, just to have that little that little moment of, of, of normalcy in their lives. So if you can donate as a kid. 35, yeah, as a kid and be a kid and be a kid be again. A kid again yeah. We all agree that a kid should be a kid as long as they can freaking be a kid. God bless them. I mean, some people, we're all, you know, there's no need to grow up so fast. You know, some of us have had life experiences. Bobby, I know you have, and I have as well, where we had to grow up quick. And you always want life to be better uh, for your children. And that's why I asked some of the questions that I have this evening. What are you doing differently? What are you doing the same? Because we as adults, uh, unconsciously or consciously, always want to try to make and strive uh, for our kids' lives to be that much better. So if you can donate $35 for a kid or $130 for an entire family to experience uh, something with a kid again, please do so. For those of you who are just thinking this is just a regular Whiskey Business Podcast, we tried to keep it that way as far as the fun and, and the humor and the, and the drinking and the cocktails, but we are here for a very special reason tonight. And here's a little video to remind you why. Kid again has taken a lot of weight off of our shoulders. I am eternally grateful. Some things can't be cured. You know, some things can't be fixed. And this organization gives families the opportunity to have fun. And I think sometimes that's overlooked. Yeah, I love that. Giving illness a timeout. So, yeah, if you can help with your donations tonight to help give illness a timeout for those families and those kids who are having some of those uh, moments in their childhood taken away from them because of their illness, please do so this evening. By all means, do that. Um, as we uh, start to slowly wrap things up this evening, I'm glad that that tonight has been a little respite, if you will, from, from everything. Uh, it seems like I don't care who you talk to on any given day. It, it's 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 been taxing, whether you have kids or you don't have kids. Whether you got two dogs, Jesse, and uh, and a life that's been affected by the coronavirus. We've all we've all had to deal with stuff that maybe our parents didn't deal with, but you know they probably dealt with something similar in the course 
of our childhoods that much like our kids, maybe not be completely aware of what's going on. Not completely like somewhat aware. I asked Hansberry the other day on the last podcast, are your kids aware of what's going on? And he said that he explained it to him as best he could for a, a four-year-old and a seven-year-old, um, you know, so it's, it's nice that we had this moment just to laugh and, and talk about a lot of things. But as we, as we depart, if there's anything uh, personal or, or, or thoughtful that you'd like to share on the way out that we might not have gotten to, by all means, uh, this is your chance to do so. So have at it, starting with the, the Sarah. You're smiling like you've got something on your mind already. <laughs> I just thought, damn, what a heavy question to ask. <laughs> and go. go yeah i I mean i think the thing that i've learned the most with parenting is that it's important to take mental breaks for yourself and it's okay um i don't know it's okay to feel all the emotions it's okay to feel guilty it's okay to feel um happy that you had a break from them. You know, I think sometimes you like that parent guilt sets in and you're like, I should Absolutely. never feel this. I should want to be with my kids 24 seven. And that's not the fucking truth because, <laughs> and the thing is that they need a break from you too. Um, you know, cause it's sometimes, especially when they're small, you're always on the, uh, on the defense. Cause you're like, I'm teaching you or you have to correct them, you know, and, or my children correct me, as you all know, my son told me to stop talking, which mm-hmm. was a piece of advice <laughs> I should take. And but, he said um, it sincerely and succinctly. He, he did. He said it as a matter of fact. Um, but yeah, I, I would say it's, yeah, just don't don't feel guilty. I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned as a parent is that, um, or that if you feel guilty, it's a totally normal thing to feel. And it'd be easy to feel guilty right now. I mean, I mean that, that seems to be the, the emotion that's right there to feel guilty uh, uh, yeah. about about everything that you're not doing enough that you did too little or that you feel helpless that you that you can't do what you want to do uh at these moments so i i totally get that that's great advice sarah great advice bobby what do you think um i just agree with everything sarah said um, you got to be easy on yourself and recognize the children are resilient um also man i one thing uh, with me as far as parenting goes, I, I recognize that when I was a kid, nobody ever really talked to me. Like it was always, I got to take care of you. So just sit down and shut up and let me take care of you. It was never like nobody really like tried to talk to me and figure out kind of what was going on with me up here. Um, so the best thing that I try to do instead of like, just like directing and bossing my kids around and yelling at them and, you know, like my mommy and my dad used to do me. Um, uh, I try to like talk to them and try to like explain to them, why we do things this way, why we're not doing this, why we're not doing that. And that takes some patience. But I feel like I would appreciate that kind of relationship with an adult when I was a kid. And I kind of didn't have that. So <clears throat> that's probably the best, the, 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 um, the most influential thing I've taken from my childhood and implemented it into my kids' childhood is treat them kind of like tiny adults and have conversations with them and let them know it's not just do, do this because I'm saying it. But here is why right. we, as human right. beings, yeah. we behave this way in society. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think and just, that's beautiful. But by all means, even though you just got the two dogs and not the two kids, if you got thoughts on, 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 on you know, I mean, well, yeah, I, uh, everything, everything in this last few months has affected you as well. I mean, you're in the service industry, and and 
and you deal yeah. with people on a regular yeah, Dino, basis. show your $400 bottle of alcohol again. <laughs> yeah, that was a gift. Sure. That was a gift. Sarah, I'm so glad you're calling him out on that. Thank you very much. I really, I really only did it. It will make him feel better, Dino. Come on. Punish Hansberry and and Whitney to show him. Yeah. He picked the week we're not there again. Yeah. Every time we're not there, he picks the week. I don't understand. Answer your question. You know, like my wife and I, we hope to have kids, and in the future. So it's been fun hearing these stories. Um. You guys have also scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> but but it's fun. I have I have three nephews who are uh, nine, seven, and five, so I get a lot of joy around being around those guys. Um, but on a serious note, uh, I'm super happy to have been a part of this. The the children and the parents and the families who are a part of a kid again, uh, truly in, inspirational to me, and I'm so happy to have been able to lend what I do to maybe, you know, give a little bit of enjoyment, uh, maybe a cocktail that the parents can enjoy and everybody who's watching can enjoy all summer long. So um, thanks for having me and thanks for watching everybody. Yeah. Are you Cheers, kidding me, absolutely. Jesse? Yeah, man. Yeah, Jesse, just, you, you're my go-to brother. You're my, you're my go-to every time. And the fact that you skipped your regular broadcast night to do this means a lot to me. So thank you, Jesse. Wouldn't have missed it, brother. Um, uh, thank you to, uh, again, to Sarah Miller who approached us, uh, about doing this podcast this evening. And, uh, Sarah. I, love Sarah. I love you, Sarah. What's up, Sarah? <laughs> You're great. Uh, to be a, a part of this. We hope that, uh, in some small way we contributed to, uh, if not the donations, because I know money's tight for everybody right now, but, um, but, uh, if not the donations, then maybe the awareness of a kid again. Mm -hmm. So at some point, uh, when you are able uh, to share a donation of some sort, you'll think about a kid again and, and uh, maybe you'll do it for your kids that are healthy. You know, God bless them. They're healthy and you, you'll do it for, for other families that maybe not be in this same position that you're in. But um, it, in, in closing, uh, I just want to say that tonight has been, um, it's been kind of a nice little break from everything that, that, that's been going on uh, in the world, all, all the craziness. And the fact that it's about kids, you know, when we were kids and, and our, currently our kids as well. Um, and, and, and Jesse, you just mentioned it when, when you said we're looking to have uh, – children in the future and, and and the first thing that popped into my head was uh the 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 late great Whitney Houston you know um I believe that children are our future you know and that and that's very true teach them and let them lead the way show them all the uh all the the beauty they can <laughs> I, I, really, I don't know if you're being serious or not right now. <laughs> I can serious. I say something? Can I say something? Yeah. Bobby Brown did the theme song for Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very relevant to everything that's happening right now. So if you need something fun to listen to that like makes you feel yeah. like you're going to take everything on, listen to it. <laughs> Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. Yeah. Cold I was totally serious. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Watch I came the video. Right. 
watching Whitney the Houston video. Whitney came to mind. It came to mind. It came to mind. Children are the future. So, you know. That is very true. Yeah. It is, is true. true. It's our job not to screw it up. <laughs> And that's a that's a Just, heavy burden, man. I know. Good luck. That's, that's, that's why we drink right here. Yeah. There's a lot. Of, I also a, think like there's a lot of kindness out there. So just there's so much shit that gets shattered all over social media. Find the good out there. Like Mr. Rogers said, there's always good people out there doing great things, and I think that that is such an important thing to focus on. Um, and be kind to each other, man. Yeah, by all means, be tough world out there. I believe you thought for a moment that I'd be joking about that at one point. I know that everybody thinks that comedians are always waiting for the big laugh or the big joke, but I've known you for 10 years. I've never heard you talk about Whitney Houston once. Well, you know, because I had to play it on Sunday 95 forever and uh, in ad nauseum, but oh, yeah, where you guys used to play Celine Dion. Yeah, 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 and up next. But now, you know, when I think about it, yeah, man. I mean, the kids are watching, and and let them lead the way. Teach them all of you. I don't know the words. I just let the children laugh. Remember how it used to be. And I would probably change that last lyric because how it used to be ain't cutting it anymore. How it has to be moving forward is what we got to think about. So all I can picture is Dino running away as a child with the stick over his shoulder <laughs> singing Whitney Houston. No, whistling <laughs> Whitney Houston. With a, with a copy of Go Dog Go in the sack, too. With a copy of Go Dog Go. Poke somebody in the eye with me and my, <laughs> my fitted sheet. That is the image. <laughs> but we hope we left you with a more positive message overall. I want to thank uh, my guest once again, the amazing show him up close there. Good, John Whitney, Jesse Hubbard. Uh, bartender, mixologist. I don't know what uh, I don't know what you like to be called anymore. What do you like to be called? Go, call go. me whatever you want, man. Cocktail it's, house uh, party on Instagram. I, yeah, yeah. Tell us about that real quick. You know, to, to check that out, or people should check that out on the, on Instagram. Your your show that yeah. you do every week. Yeah, I've been doing it every Wednesday. Just uh, while um, we've had the social distancing quarantine thing going on, all the bars have been closed. Ten episodes in. Probably gonna do a couple more before I have to go back to work. Um, but Every Wednesday at 7 p.m., with the exception of today, I'm going to be releasing a pre-recorded episode a little bit later this evening on Insta. So talk with bartenders. We hang out, have a couple cocktails. They make one. We have some laughs. You know, just kind of a good time. Real casual. And you're also working on a book. You're also working on a book. Yeah, I am. Uh, Working on a book that combines my love of music, uh, 20 of my favorite albums, with uh, 20 original cocktails that I created for those albums. I hope to have it out this summer. TBD just depends on how everything goes. All right. We look forward to that. Jesse, my friend, thank you so much. Yeah, Bobby Dodd, comedians on South High is back and recording <laughs> in the round table once again. Uh, a, a brilliant, funny podcast that everybody should listen to. How's that? Has it been nice to get back to that? Thanks, man. Yeah, it's been real fun, man. Comedians on South High, we're there every Thursday. I think they drop every Monday. 
Um, it was just fun to get back in the studio with those guys. Um, me, uh, myself, Jason Banks, Kenny Mock, uh, Jared Belinsky. I love um, Kenny Mock. Yeah, Kenny Mock is one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Very so kind, funny. very funny dude. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we have a lot of fun every week. So um, we'll be there tomorrow. So I can't wait to, to get back to my homeboys. That's good. Well, to give them my love and, uh, and I, South High is if you're looking for just something spontaneously funny to hear three funny gentlemen just just talk and, and make you laugh. Comedians on South High is definitely something you should check out. Sarah Bush, what do you got going on? What should you listen to? I know that you've been popping up online as well with a lot of shows. <laughs> I think this is my last one for a while. So sometimes they do stuff with hashtag comedy. Um, I'm also in a show, Ladies Who Lounge, which it's like a kind of like an old Rat Pack all-female show. It's very silly. So we're trying to schedule to do one of those um, sometime soon. And, you know, just... Um, trying to stay sane i don't know maybe i should start a podcast i like talking to a few people yeah well we really appreciate you being I know with us guy. tonight and, and yeah we know some <laughs> I know a guy. We appreciate a couple of guys all of you guys well, thanks for having us yes no yeah, i appreciate you this has been yeah. fun uh i also want to thank greg hansbury on my right mabel make sure the bit out mabel pick the album oh, tonight oh yeah tonight. Yeah, don't forget that the album it's always been a different album we've done remote broadcast frozen two oh. frozen two everybody <laughs> as good as, uh, frozen one but, it's, yeah. but it's still yeah, made a, a billion dollars <laughs> frozen two sucks. <laughs> and toy story four sucks too pick it up yeah. oh damn oh. No. <clears throat> thank you if you're new to whiskey business thank you and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app we appreciate you uh checking us out if you are uh, a um a whiskey business regular thank you again for joining us and please share this because not only uh do we you know we want people to check out our podcast but this one actually we're doing some good for a kid again and um for once you know we actually have something that i could talk to my mom about so i'm excited uh <laughs> Mom, guess what we did last night? Something good for once. Um, good. Follow us here on, if you're watching us on Facebook. Thank you. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. Subscribe and uh, uh, click on the bell to, for the notifications. Whenever we have something new pop up, it'll it'll just uh, go ahead and go right there. We're on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Disney+. Plus. That's it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. And Cheers. Of course, thank, thank you. And thank you to John Whitney on the video side of things who makes who's at Mission Control. Put up all the great videos tonight. And also uh, thanks to Dave Powers, who generously donated that score, Hanging Out at the Lounge, our new theme music for the uh, the podcast as well. So uh, shout-outs to both of them. The I'm almost afraid to put it up there because I'm going to get more shit. The guest bottle, because we always have one. The wow, 100, humble brag. The, <laughs> the 135th bottle, I might add, on Whiskey Business. We have been through 100. <laughs> Whitney Houston's favorite bottle of rye. This whole thing, this is when I drink. I don't care what I drink. Wait, hold on. What's, the, <laughs> what's Jesse saying? What'd you say, what? Jesse? Pour a couple ounces out on your porch for me, Dino. An ounce and a half. No. And I will pour you two ounces in honor of Sarah Bush because she hates anything with a half in it. So there you go. I can't do that. That could mean so in quarters. Yeah, yeah. No, you come over oh, here and drink it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, thanks to everybody. Uh, thank you again to a kid again for allowing us 
to be a vehicle this evening uh, for you to help raise some money. You've got the link down there. Uh, on behalf of everybody involved in whiskey business, my name is Dino Tripotis. Until the far more affordable next bottle. <laughs> See ya. God. Hello, everyone. My name is Tom Kearns, and I host the Anglo-Saxon England podcast, where I cover the history and culture of England from the departure of the Romans in the 5th century to the Norman Conquest in 1066. So far, we've surveyed the collapse of Roman rule in Britain, the migration of the Anglo-Saxons, and the history of Northumbria from its beginnings in the mists of legend to its destruction at the hands of Viking raiders in the 9th century. I hope you'll come and give it a go.